Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review SmackDown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NAT2. Oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to review Friday night's SmackDown, a show that, in my opinion, had everything. Yeah, there was um, significant pressure, I think, on this one to live up to the Royal Rumble closing angle, um, you know, of which everything on the show hinges around. Your top story should ultimately be the story. Everything else should feed into it. Obviously, you want a good two hours, but ultimately the top story should be the big thing that's the takeaway. There was huge pressure on them to deliver that. When we previewed this, we didn't even know that Roman Reigns was going to be on the show. No. So that was a, a late, or like a late UK time, Friday announcement that Roman was going to be there. Uh, and I think the show was all the better for it. I think we talked about mm. how maybe the Bloodline could sell the ramifications of what had gone on by their absence and not being there. But on the night, the angle that we got that was so incredibly hot that Ironically, we're going to get to it at the end of the pod rather than the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. It gave this show a little bit more gravitas because I don't think I was quite as high on it as you were. Uh, this could be the most textbook. Adam Wilborn remembers the last five minutes and goes, uh, probably the best one ever. I don't know. Maybe like I'm going to be proven wrong here, but I saw, I felt that this show was kind of lacking and then I was electrified. I could feel it buzzing through my veins how good the closing segment was. So I, I kind of, I'm unsure on that one. What is Sidge's rule of three? The, the triangle uh, of perfection matches an, promos and angles. Yeah, the show had it all. I mean, I know at least one of the ones you're referring to, and we agree wholeheartedly on that. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, let's dive into it then. <laughs> um, brilliant video package. Surprise, surprise! To open the show, covering what happened with the bloodline and Sami Zayn at the Royal Rumble, and then hey, Kayla is uh, there waiting for the arrival of the bloodline, and they turn up, and there's Roman, and there's Solo and there's Jimmy. And there's Paul Heyman, Oof. no sign of Jey Uso. Uh, Roman completely blanks her as she walks past her. She tries to ask him questions as he walks in, but Paul Heyman says, got no comment regarding Jey Uso yet. But thanks for wearing the Bloodline's colours. How could someone with such a warm heart ask such a cold question, Kayla? <laughs> I was just on the edge of my seat at the moment. Yeah. Like, it's it's a sec- it's second nature now, whereas it used to be like, ah, ah I don't really mind if I get SmackDown support for me. First thing on a Saturday morning. I'm yeah. not insane. I'm not going to stay up on a Friday night. <laughs> too old for that now. But, um, yeah, I don't want any spoilers. I don't mm. want anything. And, uh, yeah, this just had me on hooks for the rest of the show, yeah. which is obviously what it was intended to do. Uh, like you say, we didn't knew, we didn't know when we recorded the preview that Roman was going to show up. But, I mean, if they wanted to pop a number, do something like this. Yeah. 
then it was time for the uh, tag team title tournament final. It was, of course, Imperium versus Braun Strowman and Ricochet, who took the place uh, of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus after the whole Viking Raiders shenanigans the other week. More on that later. And, um, yeah, it was to determine who will face the Usos next week. This week, I suppose, technically. Yeah, next SmackDown. Um, Which I thought gelled quite nicely of like, well, we don't know where half of our tag team champions (laughs) are, but here are some potential threats to their Mm. record-breaking title reign. Uh, And I thought this was a great match. Really, really good stuff. I think Braun Strowman and Ricochet are one of those teams that have been a bit like, I can only, I don't know why this has popped into my head, but when they gave Perry Saturn Moppy as a punishment... (laughs) And he like was like, oh, this is the best gimmick that could, this could have happened to me. They were like, ha, 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 you think they're floppy floppers, Braun? Go and tag with Ricochet. Oh, you're the best tag team. Great. So you're, call- <laughs> you're calling Ricochet a moppy flopper? Uh, is Ricochet, Ricochet is the moppy in this, isn't he? <laughs> like, so Braun's getting this punishment of one of the best yeah. wrestlers in the world. I uh, I didn't mean it, Ricochet, <laughs> like that. But yeah, I suppose that's how Fli- I've ended up Flippy moppers. Yes. Um... And they replay the uh, Ricochet-Logan-Paul spot from the Rumble. Uh, Cole talks about Gunther's performance in the Rumble, which he calls legendary. Mm-hmm. Quite right. I disagree. Um, Strowman dominates early on because look at the size of him. Um, and they have to regroup, do Imperium, ringside. There's Gunther. Um, but, of course, utilizing their um, ways that they do. They use a distraction to uh, take over. Kaiser hits Ricochet with an uppercut. Um Strowman runs over Vinci at ringside, um, and in amongst all this, uh, Gunther tries to distract Strowman, Kaiser suicide dives, and Strowman just catches him. Uh, but then <laughs> Vinci comes off the top onto both of them to take him down, takes to a break. When we come back, Strowman shoulder, pers- shoulder first into the ring post. Ricochet eventually gets the hot tag, runs wild, flying crossbody, springboard, clothesline, standing shooting star press, gets a two count. Imperium take back over. Um, Ricochet gets into it with Gunther on the outside. Uh, bit of a shoving match with the referee sees and says, one of you is allowed to do that, the other one, you're <laughs> out of here. Gunther gets kicked out to the back. Um, as we go to another break, when we come back, it looks like Imperium uh, are going to hit Ricochet with the Imperium bomb after knocking Strowman off the apron, but he escapes. Vinci catches Ricochet, though, and hits a brain buster. Strowman dives in to break up the pinfall, uh, comes in, runs wild, um, destroys him with clotheslines, and then Strowman hits the monster bomb on Kaiser, and Ricochet hits a nice-looking swanton off Strowman's shoulders onto him for the one, two, three. They're the number one contenders. Yeah, best match of the show, which I know isn't saying a great deal for your average WWE TV taping, but there was some stuff on here where the crowd, as we've seen a lot lately, just died, and they were more than up for this. It's evidence that, I think now, that's two in a row, really. Like, Triple H knows what he's doing with a tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had two now where, ostensibly, mid-card titles or lower-ranked titles are being Mm -hmm. fought for in these tournaments, and yet, we reach these finals, and we, as we go along the way, the stakes become a little bit higher, and the fans really, really invest. Um, it's been a problem forever, getting audiences to care about what feel like meaningless TV matches over feuds that don't really matter because the characters aren't that believable. This is different. This is a case of the wrestlers, in both cases, uh, vying for titles. Ricochet's work has never, ever been questioned. But what has been questioned constantly is his booking and how much what he does really matters. How much... When Ricochet did that awesome spot with Logan Paul at the Rumble, yes, it was... Done, but it was awesome and it did matter. This was where I think people misunderstood this. It did matter because WWE is about creating moments and mm-hmm. it is about striking visuals. And people remember that to use their clapping 
convention, Logan Paul did that, right? <laughs> they will remember that, and that will help Logan Paul's threat against the likes of a Seth Rollins or whoever he goes on to face. In the meantime, Ricochet has shown a little bit of bravery. He's like, how can I use my incredible ability to mm-hmm. actually advance my career and make something if I'm constantly stuck on the treadmill and I've won a tournament and I've lost my Intercontinental title match? How now do I get back involved? He's done it here. This... Big man, small man team with Braun Strowman felt good the second they put them together. This is vindication of that. And as we've discussed over the desks, and possibly foreshadowed on the preview, if I remember correctly, this team winning is kind of crucial to what we both think will be mm. a great plot development next week. So I'll, like, you know, I'll remain reserved, I suppose, but I like the booking too. He also weirdly looks bigger, despite the fact he's next to Braun Strowman. I mean, he looks... Jacked. <laughs> it was a bit where he was posing afterwards. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. You, got, you got muscles in places. I don't even have places. Million-dollar wrestler in, in in so many ways, Ricochet. So I hope that, th- like, this... I, I don't, I'm not sort of one of them people at this point that goes, I hope he gets what he deserves. A three-year-long undisputed title reign. Mm-hmm. But stuff like this, like contention, proper profile, a series of wins, fans having the ability to get behind him again yeah. because, like, fans don't back losers and Ricochet lost forever. <laughs> now he's won two tournaments in a row and even if he loses the title matches that come after, he's a guy that another tournament comes around or another title shot comes around, you're going to get behind him all over he's again. He's the Kyle O'Reilly of WWE tournaments. I will absolutely accept that and I think he would too. Yeah. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly might not fancy doing swantons off Braun's shoulders and Ricochet <laughs> has no problem with that. He just, like, walked off him and flipped. Uh, the man's a freak. Best kind, but a freak. <laughs> Um, we get another recap of the Royal Rumble this time Rhea Ripley of course and her victory Uh, and then Kayla's backstage with Smackdown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair Mm. who of course Rhea Ripley's meant to face but Charlotte's still got to defend her title tonight which they sort of address here (laughs) Uh, she says yeah look I'm excited to face Rhea at Wrestlemania but right now I've got to get past Sonya Deville who of course interrupts and says I'm going to win the title tonight I mean Charlotte didn't look like she believed her but it's okay because I didn't either (laughs) There was a moment, we'll get to it later on, there was a 100% a moment that I thought, oh my God, (laughs) they're actually doing what we booked. But um, anyway, before that, um, admittedly, there was, you know, a really enjoyable segment with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And, you know, it's it's one of the best storylines in wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it was superseded on this show by one of the greatest pieces of sponsored content (laughs) I've ever seen. I saw people having a go at this online, and I can tell you right now, off, right? <laughs> We're not having much Whoa. swearing today. We've got a busy day, yeah. right? Kiss my ass. This was awesome. Oh my god. Do uh, I don't, I don't uh, that's car racing or wrestling. Well, bite you. Piss off somewhere else then, because this fucking rules, okay? Only because the people that are in it, obviously. WWE do the Mountain Dew pitch black match, and it's just just when I thought your sponsored content couldn't do it, couldn't be any stupider. You go ahead and totally redeem yourself. Amazing, this. Yeah, this is really funny. I was into this. I knew you'd be into it. I knew I was into it. I was like, we're going to have a good time talking about this. This is what it is. This episode of SmackDown, was. uh, I was very sports entertained by the end of it. You had your wrestling, if that's Uh what you're into, I suppose. Uh, But also, you had the amazing angle at the end of the show. And whatever this was... Well, we worked together four or five years now, longer maybe. Um, You've done one, so I'm going to treat myself to one. Uh, What have I always said to you about NASCAR? What's that? I remember day one when you walked yeah, into the yeah. office. I was First like, oh, nice to meet you, Michael. Uh, do you know what I think about NASCAR? Go on. It's in the f***ing judgment day. Well, only uh, Ross Chastain, technically. <laughs> uh, I believe Michael Waltrip and Clint Bowyer, uh, not so much fans of you know why, judgment day. You know why they're not? Because in this, in the composition of this shot, they were on the other side. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, at, um, they're promoting Clash of the Coliseum. Of course they are. 
I don't know, yeah. American thing in it. Uh, I think that was the LA Coliseum uh, where WrestleMania Seven was going to be before bomb threats oh, course, forced yeah. the cancellation and moved them to that tiny building down the road, and no tickets needed to be refunded. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was nice drone footage as well. Yeah, going in. pretty awesome. building, pretty building. Uh, but yeah, whatever. Um, Rey Mysterio and the New Day. Sans Biggie, of course, get well soon, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, are there uh, getting excited? Kofi, understandably so. He's got a history. There's law here. There is. Uh, <laughs> Kofi's car law. Getting excited, going, oh, look at this car. <laughs> uh, when uh, out of nowhere, here comes the judgment day. By the way, whatever routine Dominic Mysterio does on his hair, I want to know about it. It looked majestic here. Oh, man. Like, I was considering, we've discussed on a couple of other podcasts, growing my hair this year because it's going to fall out soon enough so I might as well treat myself <laughs> I don't know why I bother because if you're competing with that in 2023 what's the point I might just bick the whole thing because I kind of <laughs> compete with that can we talk as well about because we both discussed how yes we have discussed this over the day of course how the one thing this segment was missing was like I don't know what those race suits are called those body suits they wear that they, like there should have been a purple one yeah for the heel NASCAR yeah. guy but Finn Balor's, like, purple tiger strike. He's having the best off. time of his life. Or, like, he stands on the flag when Dominic loses and, like, jumps up and down on it. He said something, I don't know, this might be a, an accurate thing because we don't really know anything <laughs> yeah. about this. But at one point, I'll swear he said, come on, you know, they drive past, come on, Dom, turn the rear axle. And I have no idea if that's accurate or not. Finn, Finn doesn't either, and that's what makes it. Turn the Curtis axle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's uh, Michael Waltrip and Clint Bowyer. Big fan. Um... <laughs> one of which I think it was Waltrip was the because uh, Bowyer was the commentator I think and Waltrip was the guy that <laughs> Dominic Mysterio called an old guy in pajamas. My, Michael Waltrip, what is this? <laughs> the Shockmaster. <laughs> uh, Ross Chastain knows is part of the Judgment Day, yeah. Uh, and Dominic Mysterio says to his dad, "You want to race like we did back in the day when I used to beat you on the go karts?" <laughs> That looked like take 12. Like, there was like, three camera cuts to get him there. Oh, got him. Ray fires back. You want to get spanked again like you did when you were three years old? Strange visual to put in my head before some NASCAR. Uh, and they're like, right, well, they're like, gents, come on, there's two cars here. Let's let's drive the slowest possible NASCAR race we can have. <laughs> uh, and they're getting a little pep talk. And, uh, yeah, Ray's like, son's a bit of a twat. And Michael yeah. Walter was like, you can't disagree with that. <laughs> uh, Dom says, is he putting on his outfit? Yeah, yeah, man. Woke up feeling great. I pissed excellence. <laughs> I love this man. I'm, I think he's amazing. Gets they get him in the car. They have to like get going through the window because it's all you know roll cage and all that. First thing Tom says, "Where's the nos?" <laughs> man, learn a lot in prison as we're about to find out. So uh, they're on the straight. They're on the start line. And they're gentlemen. Start your engines. Dominic does the Undertaker throat <laughs> slip. <laughs> Uh, and they're is that LTST because Undertaker used to wear the purple gloves. <laughs> Maybe is he the original member. Of that? No, I don't actually know. No, I retract that. No, don't want that. No, don't want that as law. Um, so they set off in. I can't decide whether this was just driven slowly or driven even slower than that, and then the footage was subsequently sped up. One of my pet hates. Um, I don't drive, but I'm often a pedestrian. My wife's an, uh, a pedestrian. I'm often a passenger. My wife's an excellent driver. You drive yeah. quite a bit. Um, isn't it really irritating when pedestrians could cross but can't be asked to walk maybe, what, 50, 60 steps and instead just cross the middle of the road? I have this passive-aggressive thing where I don't know why I do it because like, 
you could just go. God. You rev a bit. No, yeah. I don't know. I'm not like I'm not that I'm not that much of an arsehole. Well, on occasion, <laughs> but I just have a monologue. There can be no one else in the car with me, right? And if someone crosses and I can see a crossing, I go, "Oh, if only there was a crossing round here, eh?" I say that to myself. Or if someone's in a car and they don't indicate, I go, "Just take that car back, mate." If they're not fitted with indicators, <laughs> if there was a a fun shack, a cinema, and a McDonald's in the middle of this NASCAR track. I'd say to the kids, "Come on, we can get, we can make this one." I, w- I wouldn't be like looking around for wherever the green nah. man is. I think, I think we can get there. Yeah, just uh, as <laughs> slow as possible. Poopling, isn't it? Yeah, poopling. I get the feeling that WWE went. How much is the insurance? Right, we're not getting that. Just, just don't crash it. Boys. Just speed the footage up. It was, you know, they couldn't use the drone shot because you would have seen the clouds going by <laughs> too fast. <laughs> Anyway, um, Dom was on fire with the uh, sick burns. Uh Anyone got a booster seat for my pops? I love that idea that that can be said and they can have like back, they're just back and forth. It reminds me of, you know, on soaps when people are having conversations in a club and you're like, we've all been to nightclubs. If you listen and you haven't, it's just like very, very loud as it's supposed to be. Like you have a bit of a dance, you have a drink, all that kind of thing. So like you're in EastEnders nightclub, I think it's called the E20 or something. And like you can (laughs) like, oh yeah, we're all out for a night out. Like thumping bass, yeah. whatever. Uh, Phil, have you got a f- money or not? <laughs> I told you I'll get it to you by the end of the week. Like it's just, it's in reality, huh? Huh? I said, have you got the money, Phil? And I said we should have met somewhere else, Steve. Like these are doing this through this, like like dust going everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get you at WrestleMania, Dad. <laughs> not if I get you first, then. <laughs> Dom, your driving is as fake as your teardrop tattoo. Oh, amazing! Uh, and then the line of the day comes from Dominic Mysterio. Of course, it does. Yeah. He dared check this out. We didn't say that bit, but he said, "I learned this one from my cellmate who used to be an ex getaway car driver." <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, he was called John, who I met in prison when I went to prison. <laughs> Oh, God, I love this. I love this so much. We've said it before. We will say it again. If Dominic Mysterio ever gets good at anything, <laughs> this angle is dead. Perfect. Anyway, Ray says, oh, the only getaway driving you've done is in video games. If you ain't first, you last. Dominic Toretto now all of a sudden <laughs> rather than Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ray beat him as they slowly crawled across the finish line. Magic. Uh, and they get into it afterwards. Dom says you cheated. There's no evidence of this whatsoever, of course. Launches uh, the helmet at his dad. He says if Mammy had been here, I'd have won. Uh, and they have to be separated. Perfect. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I said you may have some notes on is the SmackDown Women's Championship match that oh, followed this. Boy. Um, Charlotte Flair versus Sonya Deville. I did say this earlier. It was an element of this where I genuinely thought for about... 1.5 seconds. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're taking the title off. And they're taking the title off. We talked about this on the preview. Off Charlotte. And the whole story is she's going to have to win that title back by hook or by crook before WrestleMania. Um, but in reality, it was a fairly dominant performance aside from uh, one spot, really, in here. Fled uh, dominates early on, uh, in control with a shoulder tackle, flying crossbody. Um, the only way Deville can get back into it is by yanking Flair down by her hair. Uh, when we come back from the Blake break, Flair is fighting back, rolls up Deville for a near fall, um, chops her just lots, because obviously look at where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, hits Deville with the forearm and a big boot. That gets her a near fall. 
Um, Flair goes for a boot against what she's against the ropes, gets hung up there, basically. That allows DeVille to take advantage, and she hits this wicked-looking pump kick. That gets her a two-count. Didn't bite on that, but suddenly there's this knee off the middle rope, and I was yeah. like, bloody hell! Um, looked like she might have the match won there, but in the end, she goes to the figure four. Flair counters with a small package to get out of it. Um, this is the bit I want to ask you about. Flair hits a forward flip into a clothesline for a near fall and then gets her in the figure eight for the submission victory. But yeah, we have to talk about that clothesline. Well, it's particularly bad when it's to, supposed to feed into the figure eight. The opponent is taken down by it to such an extent that they are there right for the picking. Um, because elements of this were all right. It, like, elements of this were the best Charlotte Flair has looked since coming back. And this is where you, I, you, me, I get, like, I'm speaking for myself here, was starting to think, well, like, maybe I've been too harsh. And, like, everyone needs to shake off the rust. And and then that bloody clothesline. And you're like, <laughs> no, the, the rust has not been shooketh yet. No. Because, well, abandon it. Abandon it from the Arsenal, quite honestly. Because, like, the whole point of Hangman Page's bookshot lariat is that the proportion he gets from the springboard yeah. is enough to justify going to the trouble of doing it. Ironman Page has got a killer of a right arm. Mm. It's but literally the second best one after Logan Paul's. Exactly, right? Um, it's the like third, if you count the sheer emotion of CM Punk attempting Good it, but point. being yeah, too... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. storytelling's otherwise dead now. He's left <laughs> the industry. But um, like when Page hits it, the idea is that Page could hit a lariat and it's going to knock your head off. Nearly did with John Moxley, right? Yeah. John Moxley's got his King Kong lariat. He doesn't need to put the backflip in because that lariat will knock your head off, right? But Paige does it because how can I double down and actually beat the person with it? I've got this, right? Considering my size and strength, I've got this. Charlotte Flair, a, a generic clothesline is not really her best weapon. No. So psychologically, you're like, all right, but I'm a gymnast, so I'll add this backflip to it. Her backflip diffuses the power of a weapon that already isn't that powerful. <laughs> what the hell is she thinking? Like, I know what she's thinking. I want to make something look good in the match. But in kayfabe, what is she thinking? Yeah. She presents herself, the queen, as like a, what is it, five-tool player? Or is it more? Yeah. It's five, not enough. Five-tool, you've got the lot and maybe more. I forget what the American analogy is. But like, she's got everything. Yeah. Including this, basically, is supposed to be the thing. I've got a figure four, but it's even better than my dad's because I bridge up and then I guarantee the top. I've got a figure eight. I've got this gymnastics. Uh, it doesn't have to be everywhere. This isn't NXT 2.0. Like, now watch me do some gym. Yeah, well, I'd rather watch you wrestle and your gymnastics is causing you to wrestle worse. I just, this wasn't bad. I wasn't with you on the two count, to be honest, but Sonia Deville put in a good account for herself for a match that was booked into the grave on Monday's Raw. Yeah. So, like, I think considering they probably both deserve a bit of credit here. But I just, whew, I, Cena like, got rid of that springboard sooner pretty sharpish. He did, yeah. Like, this feels like a bit of a long road back, and it's Charlotte Flair we're talking about. I don't know. I don't know if there is a long road back. Is she into it anymore? Or is she just she'll like, have a ripper with Ripley? Right. Pun not intended. Maybe you know they talk about like Hogan dust and Austin dust, where mm -hmm. it just like it just rubs off on somebody. You know, like she is fighting Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? Maybe NXT dust from Vengeance Day, <laughs> where she worked that show, surrounded by all them goddamn talents. <laughs> Maybe one of them will be reminded just who the hell she is. Yeah. And, like, now in the road at WrestleMania. This was the best so far, but I have got some reservations on yes. Charlotte Flair. I think that's fair. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, we got a video package uh, recapping Cody Rhodes winning the Men's Royal Rumble, and then we cut to the Bloodline locker room. Oh, my God. I just love all of these moments yeah. for, for all the reasons we're about to lay out because Roman's wanting to know from Jimmy, where's Jay? Why oh. oh, isn't he here then? Uh, you do know you've got a title match next week. Uh, he's getting more and more clear, clearly angry. Um, why isn't Jay here? Why isn't he answering any calls? Jimmy's like, don't worry, it's Jay. He just needs some time off to just clear his head. He'll be fine. He'll be here next week. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> go out now and find Jay Uso. Mm-hmm. Off they go. He was pretty pissed off, Rome, wasn't he? Mm. Unreasonable, one might argue. Wonder how that'll fall back in later. Uh, nice video uh, on Kofi Kingston for Black History Month. And then it was time for the all-WCBW affair. <laughs> they didn't uh, bill it as that, unfortunately. But it was the Viking Raiders versus the... I don't know, was this? Because I went to some WCPW shows and the crowd were about, like, 1,000% louder than they were for this. <laughs> Dross. Yeah, it was the Viking Raiders versus the Brawling Brutes. I really enjoyed this. Just just four lads kicking the crap out of each other, basically. Yeah. But, yeah, the crowd was deared for this. Um uh, Ivar overpowers Butch, um, but then the Brawling Brutes come back and uh, in a nod to their leader, who, of course, has got history with these, give uh, Eric the 10 beats of the Bodron, 
Uh, Valhalla caused a distra- distraction to send to allow Eric to send Butch into the barricade to take us to a break. When we come back, Holland comes in. Reach the fridge looks great at the moment. Mm. Um, hits uh, hits Eric with a series of suplexes, chucking him all over the ring. Holland escapes a power bomb, hits an Alabama slam for a near fall. Ivar goes up top, but Butch counters with an amazing Hurricane Rana for a near fall. He goes to the moonsault, but Ivor catches him, power slams him, takes out Holland with a spin kick, and then the two the two Viking Raiders hit Ragnarok on Butch for the one, two, three. Uh, and post matches, the Viking Raiders are celebrating and leaving. Here comes Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, and a big brawl breaks out. You see when Sheamus fell flat on his ass. Yeah. That's quite funny as well. Ah, ooh, I thought this was pretty boring. The work was fine. Yeah, it was like the work. The nothing, nothing. Went wrong, all that kind of like the most basic level of the world. And the professional wrestlers wrestled professionally. Yeah. Right? There's a an inquiry or whatever it is, an inquest into what's happened with the Viking Raiders here. This act it should be at this point. They're like, what, two months into the, the big heel rebadge? Mm-hmm. They've been credited with taking Drew McIntyre and Sheamus out of a tag tournament. I think those early, like, 50-50-ish back and forth things with Hit Row have maybe done damage their characters need more repackaging than what they're getting. Just putting Valhalla with them doesn't seem enough at this point. People are not reacting. People no. are not caring. They don't feel like they're that relatable. Their offense hasn't really changed. They don't wrestle particularly like heels. No. Like, like Valhalla distracts for them, but the moves are still kind of impressive when they hit. That's and the you're thing, like, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if people have never been able to take them seriously again after their, like, how wasteful they were with them in the pandemic or whatever, but just the noise would have been reflective of how much of this is clicking. And that that match, that tag match, uh, that is presumably going to go to Elimination Chamber, exists transparently for Drew and Sheamus to have something to do, not because this is a feud that anybody wants to watch. Yeah. It, like, Keep them busy so they can both team up to face Gunther. Like they'll probably lose to set up the triple threat with Gunther. And that'll theoretically put the Viking Raiders over, but we're beyond wins and losses at this point. Yeah. These characters need... Badly needs some something creative, like something more than a brawl or a beatdown or whatever. Like the characters need an overhaul. Bin monster. Tick, 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 check. <laughs> um, they attempted next to recap the pitch black match from the Royal Rumble as much as you can with that. Why meddle with perfection? And then I did quite like the bit where it cuts to Bray Wyatt <laughs> sitting in a rocking chair watching telly, and then Olga Howdy goes. <laughs> People were scared by this. I love it this. It did make me jump. I love this. Bollocks, man. I don't I, like people are pitching. People are pitching Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania. Great. People are pitching dream tag matches. <laughs> Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy can have together. Great. People are pitching sponsors. Like we lined them up with soup on the preview. <laughs> yeah. This is it. This is it. This is exactly how you position this. A nonsense. Like, maybe, just maybe now, like, the fans that like him and the fans that hate him, we can all come together. Because if the fans that love him stop trying to, like, suggest that this is credible, and arseholes like me stop trying to think, like, why are you presenting this as credible? If we all just agree that this is complete garbage, yeah. we can all have some fun with it. And WWE can make a fortune. You see how much money that Mountain Dew match made? They got a million dollars just for the relationship. And Mountain Dew will be telling every other company, work with them. Yeah. Jesus Christ, work with them. You will get your money's worth. I just, for me, it's blindingly obvious. Sometimes WWE book stuff. I know you go, is this, are you putting this out intentionally for me to work it out or not? But like on the same show where you've got the thing you need to do with them at WrestleMania, it's, for me, it's obvious. Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy, NASCAR race. <laughs> 
Imagine that. The goo would work there because it makes the track slippy. Perfect. What corporate synergy. In fact, you could have, you know, like how you had the New Day on that podium with the checkered flag. You could have all the puppets like they were at the Rumble. <laughs> One of them gets to Changing wave the Changing the wheels. <laughs> it's the pit crew. Rub it. I'll be the witch like effing and jeffing. Get up and move on. We booked it. Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt in a race. <laughs> you could just call it Wacky Races. Oh, my God. Press the button, press the button. Oh, my God. Wacky Races match at WrestleMania. You could have the uh, maximum male models in it. Yeah. LA Knight, amazing. You really could do Wacky Races with, like, especially, like, if you're bringing the NXT lot as well. Oh, like, my. If it was just Bray and Uncle Howdy, like, Bray's on the home straight, and then, like, Uncle Howdy's miles behind him, and he laps after he's 50. It's stupid, isn't it? No offence to NASCAR fans. Um, like, they're, they're doing the laps, Uncle Howdy's, oh, I can't catch him up, and then he does his thing with the hands. Alexa Bliss is in the middle of the road. Bray Wyatt. Oh, my God, my head is Alexa. We're always going to be bound together. Steers across the car at the wall. <laughs> but she's not there. Uncle Howdy crosses the line. Bray's car's talked up the side. Was she ever there? A box-like structure in the road. Alexa it's like Mario Kart. They get like little weapons that they can throw. Yeah. Alexa Bliss does the Muttley laugh. There we go. <laughs> Just, look, if anybody listens to this, gets on Squared Circle. I don't know why you would. But if you get on there, start dropping in now. Hey, guys, I'm thinking the NASCAR thing was LTST, and we're going to get a Wacky Races match at WrestleMania. I love Wacky Races, man. Just a track around the uh, venue in SoFi Stadium, like old football stadiums, when you see like 80s World Cup footage. Have that track there. And it can be, well, of course, the track set up later on for the Wacky Races NASCAR match. God. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, all this, all this debate. Uh, Cody or Sammy, Cody or Sammy, you're just debating the wrong thing. Yeah. What weapons should they use in Wacky Races? <laughs> we'll plan this more on the SmackDown preview. <laughs> uh, then it was time for the Fatal 4-Way to determine who joins uh, the four women who were already qualified in that Elimination Chamber match to... See who faced Bianca mm. Belair at WrestleMania. It was Shotzi, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and Natalia. Uh, kind of your bog standard fatal four way. There's two people fighting the ring, two people have a quick lie down on the outside. Oh boy. Um, I was backing Shayna Baszler, but I potentially understand why maybe she didn't win this. Mm. Um, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, in the match. So I thought Zelina Vega looked good in here. Uh, hit a nice code red. Uh, Baszler dives in to break up that pinfall. Uh, Baszler hits Natalia again with that knee of hers for another great two count. Um, Cole's like, I broke up. He knows three <laughs> months ago. Um, Baszler's been dominating throughout the break. Shotzi fights back, dive to the floor. Vega hits a moonsault off the middle turnbuck onto Baszler and, Sh- and Shotzi. Uh, Natalia gets that sharpshooter, sort of, uh, on, sh- <laughs> on Shotzi, but Zelina Vega makes the save. Shotzi hits uh, Vega with a... Oof, a back suplex. Baszler gets the Kirafuda clutch on Vega. Looks like she's got the match won, but gets rid of it when Natalia comes in for the discus lariat. Instead, she puts the Kirafuda clutch on Natalia, who breaks free, catches Vega in the sharpshooter. Zelina Vega submits. Natalia is heading to the Elimination Chamber in Montreal. I get why they've done that. And I also get why maybe they've not put Shayna Baszler in there because she's not going to win that match. But losing here is less of a big stage compared to losing at a pay-per-view because I think they're probably going to have Shayna Baszler go, hmm, what else can I do? Maybe I'll get my mentor to be a tag team partner, and they're going to kick ass and go after tag titles. Yeah, Shayna and Ronda as tag champions is a, like quite an interesting direction. Wouldn't have called it. No, an unexpected one. I kind of want to look at that. So, yeah, why not? The match was nout. Uh, I think we're, a lot, we're years, years and years past um, being able to. I, I'm surprised by the winner. 
but we're years and years and years past able to find the thrill in that, like as you called it, that formula of two in, two out. However many are out there at this point, it doesn't matter. It's one of these television number one contendership or qualification for the chamber things. It doesn't make the... And I would say this across WWE or AEW. What it does is devalue the spot because on Raw, they were at pains. And, you know, they thought ahead. They were at pains to have the last people in the Rumble get in the first slots in the chamber. We love that. Yeah. Back, backflips over that because it's great that one thing ties to another. And then it's like, oh, win this knockabout, like, piss about match, of which we have no idea what the qualification... It wasn't like the four before that. No. I have done the digging, but I'm pretty certain it was like, well, it just so happens that the four after that are going into a SmackDown four-way, and the four after that on Raw are going into a Raw four-way. If I'm wrong, and they've done that... No, because Mel is in it. So. Right, yeah. So, like, the just... This bit is like, so you do less then. <laughs> yeah. And, like, not just do less win a match where you kind of just have to pick your moment and get a pin. Just like, watch the bear, 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 bear. It's fireworks factory stuff where half the fireworks don't even go off. Yeah. Not a fan. I was well, a bit like, awesome. oh, Natalia, but I, I understand why they're doing it. They look at Canada like they look at Drew McIntyre's hometown being in Cardiff, don't they? Yeah. Country. Well, hometown, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> Canada's massive. Uh, we go back to the Bloodline locker room and Jimmy Solo and Paul Heyman haven't been able to get hold of Jimmy Uso, haven't been able to find him. His phone keeps going to voicemail. Reigns is pissed. Mm-hmm. He says, look, I'm, I'm under a lot of stress, pressure, it's this position. It's WrestleMania season after all. I'm sorry for being a bit of a bitch earlier. <laughs> um, he says, you know what? Wise man's put on some nice steaks. Go to the bus, enjoy the catering. Me and uh, me and Paul go to the ring and uh, handle some business. If I'm Sami Zayn, I hold my hands up, apologise, beg for forgiveness, and ask to be reinserted in the bloodline. Because when they were talking about steak and sushi on a bloodline oh. bus, I could not oh my God. think of a better time. Like I, ju- I thought about, it, I was like, "Thank you, wise man. Can we have? A, can we go there? Like instead of like whatever's lined up in the ring, can we see the bloodline bus instead? Yeah. I- imagine that. Imagine where you've got like a DVD extra of this episode of SmackDown, where you just follow J- uh, Jimmy and Solo to the bus <laughs> to eat sushi and steaks, and then they're just uh, do, 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 do. and then like somebody puts the screen on. Oh my God, Roman's getting beat by Sally. Go, 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 steak and sushi up in the air. Yeah, just finish this first. Obviously, don't you want a <laughs> nice rib I got a waste or anything. No, so, yeah. brilliant. Like Roman apologising at this point. The crumbling of his empire, now that the first cracks have appeared, is just dishlicious. Like, it's... I can't get enough of it. Yeah. Him... Like, this was the sort of thing where, three months ago, he would... It would be weeks before he would apologise to Sami Zayn for anything, for the tiniest infraction. Yeah. And now, same show. Like, shouldn't have lost my temper half an hour ago. I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah. we're, we're entering, like, latest... This match is an Oscar season for Roman. Like, his performances get better and better and better as the story develops. It is, uh, yeah, really accurate. I saw a tweet on, over the weekend saying, like, not to get too, like, hyperbolic about it all, but, like, you know, in six months' time, I'm going to look back on this and go, we got stuff like this every week. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not being pessimistic and saying, well, no. after this, it's all going to fall to pieces. But it is, this is, you're, we are right now in the midst of something that in... Six months, a year, five years, ten years, people are going to look back on as a, a brilliant storyline. I was going to mention this at the end, but I'm just going to say it now while it's fresh in my head, because there was loads of Bloodline discourse the weekend. We put a podcast out, which I would really recommend people listen to, uh, about Sami Zayn, about the Bloodline. Um, and on that, we made the point that I think a lot of people have kind of had their brains broken by this story because they've had no faith in WWE for the fat <laughs> end of 20 years. And I get that, right? I understand. I'm an idiot. Like, I'll throw faith behind any old thing if I believe it might work out. But other people, more discerning people, mm. are within their rights. Like, I'm not trusting this. 
Like, I'll like it when I see it. Please don't. Like, I remember on those 2021 summer AEW podcasts, almost every week saying, this is it. Like, if you love this, for God's sake, tune in. Like, the punk Adam Cole yeah. episodes are the ones I always go back to. Like, uh, like the views, bring the boom down like, oh, CM Punk's on commentary. It's all about it, but I'm melting into a puddle on the floor, right? <laughs> like, this is it. This is what you love this for, and it doesn't come around all the time. So when it does, like, breathe it in, mm. soak it in. This is it. Like, WWE, this is it. I'm not saying there's not going to be good stuff still to come. I'm not saying Triple H hasn't got, like, more petrol in the car. I don't know how things are going to turn out after WrestleMania. But that Rumble thing was not fake. This story is not people performing that this is better than it is. If you like or have at any point enjoyed WWE, if something in your brain has made you think, I want to watch WWE, and then you've questioned that and doubted that decision every day since, this is what you're watching for. This is the best thing they do, and they so rarely do it as well as this. Mm. Uh, like I don't want to overstate and overpraise. I don't. I'm not. I don't need to call it the best ever because I'm watching it, thinking this speaks for itself. Mm. And yet I'm seeing some criticism along the lines of it's all right, and they'll probably screw it up. I kind of, I, I, I kind of welcome that negativity in my home. No, like I kind of, I, I kind of understand what if you watch WWE. And don't see this for what it is and love it. I hate to say this. I'm not sure anything this company does will ever be for no. you. Ever. And I'm saying that as somebody that likes that gives it far too much room. It's the uh phrase um from the office about I wish people would tell you you were in the The good old days when you're still in them. Yeah. This is it. I like I I've got great did you see the Cody and Roman match graphics for WrestleMania? Oh my god. Jesus in Christ almighty man. Like it's just uh, and I think there's a lot of anxiety over this Sammy thing. I, th- I saw a great comparison over the weekend. I wish I'd made it. I loved it so much. Some people said Sammy is not Brian and this is not Batista and, and they're right. And yes. I said that before the rumble, by the way. Yeah, 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 podcast, did. But um it's Mick Foley and the Rock and Steve Austin. You're heading into WrestleMania and the Rock and Mick Foley are fighting everyone, beating the dog out of each other. Austin's the guy, Cody's the guy, that's WrestleMania, but it's okay for somebody to come this close and not quite make it. I just, I find this to be absolute magic. And I think the detail of Roman apologising as quickly as he did and sending them off to the bus fed really well into the main event as well. And I've become increasingly convinced, because I was on the fence a bit like, bloody hell, look at that reaction for Sammy. And I think if you just say, oh, the tag titles for Sammy Zayn and and, and Kevin Owens, right? I get it. They are not prestigious. They are not something that people grow up hoping to win, or certainly not many when there's other titles out there, right? But it's not going to be about the tag titles, is it? No. It'll be about the Usos, because Jay's going to f- Sammy at the premium live event Very in a couple possibly, of weeks. Yeah. And I, I don't not necessarily want to take, take your little trinkets off you. I want to ruin your legacy. I want to ruin the bloodline. I want to be the first part of, hopefully with Cody, the complete demolition of that, yeah. so that the only one left is probably so let's go. Is it slightly treading on preview tours, and I know we're up against it a little bit today, but I think we have to talk about the fact that the tag match next week was built heavily throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Usos versus um, Braun and Ricochet, yeah, and Roman going as hard in here as like, sorry guys, you two are class. Actually, it's going to be Jimmy and Solo, isn't it? Adam Pace is going to sanction that because why? Because he sanctioned Braun and Ricochet getting the tournament, and it's going to be a nice play on what happened with the Judgment Day and Jay and Sammy. But for the I don't villains, want to see Jey Uso until the Elimination Chamber. Solo and Jimmy win. sound like Roman. Solo and Jimmy win, and Roman spends a week being like, maybe Bloodline never needed Jey Uso after all. 
and he's out there and he's listening and it only like harshens the decision if indeed he makes the one that he is forever going to be a walk behind her rather than being the tribal chief himself. And then, and then I will give a little bit of credence to the fact that you can go all the way back to 2020 and watch those Thunderdome segments between them. Because if you can tie some stuff back from there, I'll give you some benefits and doubt. And I will say, I was chatting to someone over the weekend uh, who was like, oh, I'm, oh, how was the Rumble? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's mint, like, main event. Was he that Sunderland fan, mate, yours? It's not, no. He's a legend. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, and he said, oh, I haven't really been keeping up with it. I've watched, the last thing I watched was War Games. Uh-huh. He went, do I just, can I just watch the Rumble? I went, no. <laughs> so do not just watch the Rumble. First of all, I want you to watch the entirety of Rule 30. Yeah. Uh, but particularly, I didn't want to you know, spoil too much about the trial. So I was like, stuff happens. You need to be up on that. Yeah. Then you need to watch that. Then you kind of need to watch every weekly wrestling TV show that they put out, including NXT, because that's awesome. Have you <laughs> I didn't say that part. Have you seen WWE have put a one-hour The History of Sami Zayn in the Bloodline video Wet. on their YouTube channel? One hour. Wet. They've gone back and they have isolated every segment, key or otherwise, into a one-hour video on the YouTube channel, which which I'm going to make my wife watch on double speed tonight. Um, <laughs> and it's documenting. It goes back to last April. Oh, uh, yes. Key moments of magic. That is frighteningly good, right, for, for WWE especially. So joined up. They know how vital it is that as many fans as possible who might have had one eye on WWE have both eyes plus their friends' eyes when they gather everybody around for WrestleMania, the road to WrestleMania, all that. I, I, I you said you said Judge Triple H on the bit between the Rumble and WrestleMania, and he's nailing it so it's far. It's going pretty well, yeah. Like I have text, text a mate of mine saying, have you watched the Rumble? Because he was going to watch it on delay and mm. watch our lovely uh, live stream with it, oh, which was very kind of him. And he said, mate, it's so good, my wife's into wrestling now. That's it, you want to bring others in that maybe just kind of keep a keep a passing eye. Good stuff. So anyway, uh, out comes Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, long entrance, blah, blah, blah. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> uh, and uh, Roman basically drops the, what do you guys want to talk about? Amazing. From Cody, because there's a deafening Sami Zayn chant, or just a Sami chant, I suppose. He says, look, of course you want me to talk about Sami Zayn. I'd rather talk about Cody Rhodes, who deserves my attention, so he's not forgotten about him. But no, the Sami chants continue. And I like a sideways neg at Sami Zayn. Just yeah. At least he uh, wants something to deserve my attention. And uh, yeah, Reigns then talks... Um, how can I put this? A load of bollocks! Um, <laughs> he claims that he saw greed in Sami Zayn's eyes at Survivor Series. How can you ever... Says, look, brilliant by the way, because we called it that night. Didn't we, Roman staring a hole through Sammy in that, that bloodline side eye glance yeah. that he got when in the pose? Uh-huh. Uh, Rain says he's saying he's just like you, just like each and every one of you, but it actually works in this scenario. Yeah. Everyone else, they all want something. It's take, 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 and then suddenly out of nowhere, oh, hang on, he did say he goes into a restaurant, he's trying to order his soup. Oh, he's yes. trying to order his soup like that, yeah. Ordering his soup and his hot dog and his cereal, but he can't even do that because it's just the people in the restaurant just want so much of his time. He just wants to beat a Michael Hanford at three courser, <laughs> get his balls, and he can't because they each and every one of you. You're welcome, Paul. So then he's jumped by a hooded figure who rips off the hood. I think everyone was like, oh my God, it's Sammy, mm-hmm. but they weren't ready to just do that if you're in the bleachers because you're not 100% certain. Takes his hood back. <laughs> It's Steve Austin WPAP, glass smash, pep. Yeah. Steve Austin appears on the stage, double pep. Sami Zayn taking the hood off, double pep. Gets an incredible reaction. Another piercing one, rumble chair. Yeah. Piercing, sharp noise. So Reigns fights back, uh, gets the wise man to hand him a chair, and you think, oh, here we go again. And he's doing that. 
Rain's selling is great. Yeah. It's the bit where he like touches the back of his neck and then gets his jaw and goes like, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that feels weird. Like something's clicking in my jaw. Anyway, right, I'm going to go and kill this twat now. Turns around into an amazing spear. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing on the Twitter over the weekend that's like, who has the best spear? And it was like, Goldberg, Rhino, someone else, yeah. and Edge. Right, I love Edge, mm. but his spear was a piece of crap. Yeah, it was hug. a hug, running, running cuddle, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, but this spear was great. Yeah, Rain sold it amazingly. He just gets cut in half by this. Uh, Sammy grabs the chair. Reigns gets out of there, mm-hmm. rolls out to avoid a chair shot, um, and Zane grabs the mic and says, "How dare you, Roman? I never wanted anything from you or the Bloodline." Until now, I want those titles. I want the, I always forgot what it's called, WWE, Undisputed, Universal, yeah. Unified. He wants the belt. He wants the belt. Basically. Um, but he's barely finished demanding this title match. When in slides uh, with bits of steak and shrimp or whatever they were having. Oh, can you imagine how like, full you'd feel? Oh, Not at their best. Not no. at their best. In slides, Jimmy and so there's a go to beat down Sami Zayn. Um and the, yeah, they they just brutalize him here. Reigns props him in the corner. They're going to do the pilmanized round the chair mm-hmm. thing, but Roman stops Solo before he can do that. And it's awesome that they've established a new kill shot. By the yeah, way, yeah, he's like in the last couple of weeks. That's now this thing that like basically erased Matt Riddle from history and destroyed Kevin Owens and all that. Yeah, that's class that they've created that. Um, yeah, and I'm a complete hypocrite because I was like, don't have Sammy on this show. Oh my god, Sammy's here. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, he stops uh, Solo from doing that. Uh, and then it's not this. It wasn't for everyone during the pando. This mm. I still had a bit of a soft spot for it. Him just talking yeah, sans mic, yeah. um, and he blames Sami Zayn for everything that's happened with the bloodline, in particular Jey Uso leaving and breaking up Roman Reigns's family. And as a result of that, you know what? You can have your title match at Elimination Chamber in Montreal because I don't want to just beat you. I want to beat you. What was it you said? In front of your wife, your daughter, and your mother. Basically, Sami Zayn's own shoot bloodline. Getting <laughs> <laughs> to watch him bleed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not only, by the way, is this all going on to an incredible reaction. Reigns poses with the bloodline over Sami Zayn to close the show. There are also deafening, not just Sami chants, mm. we want Jay oh chants. Oh, my God. This was a masterpiece. Really good. Again, really, really good stuff. Roman, I did not expect, and I should have done, and I love that they're giving you the clues, and I'm still not picking them up because I'm thick. Uh, Roman setting the agenda for uh, Elimination Chamber in Montreal rather than it simply being Sammy, and doing so when, like, this was AW quality in terms of the order of events. It's better than that. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy <laughs> realises, you lay these things out logically, Sammy realizes that Jimmy and Solo are on the bus. There's only that's the only way to get to Roman. We know this, right? Roman builds this wall around himself. Sammy has been inside that wall, so he has to wait until they're on the bus. Tactically, in a hoodie, he's obviously come through the crowd. He snuck in somehow, got him, gets Roman, runs Roman off. Which is I love it when Roman shows ass and is the coward that we know yeah. him to be. Really, the insecure man that he is demands 
the shot. Roman doesn't want to give him it, mano a mano. At this point, the boys get off the bus. They deck him. Of course, they'll accept it in these circumstances, but he'll do it with this particularly cynical affront about what he wants to do to his family, tying up all of that. And what did Cody talk about? Wrestling has more than one royal family. It's right. He's, there's three. There's the Rhodes, there's the Bloodline, and apparently the Zanes. <laughs> like there. But family is going to play such a huge part of this, isn't yeah. it? Cody is living his father's dream as well as his own at WrestleMania. So all of this is going to play into it. Like, Jay has got to make a decision between his old family and his new family oh. in front of Zane's kid. Oh. Like, it's just, it's, they've, I, I, I've, like, no more to say on this. I, not Jeff Hardy. I can see you riding on a wall, but I have no more words. No. Because I don't want to see the writing on the wall for Sammy, but I fear that it might be happening. I Already. cannot wait. I cannot frigging wait for Elimination Chamber. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I said that. Yeah. Like, I'm doing the stream with Phil, hopefully. I think I, I, I'm in. Even if Phil can't make it, then we haven't got anyone to do tech. It's just going to be me. I'm going to forget to put the camera on. I'm just, it's going to be me popping in the office thinking that like YouTube's watching and they're not. But I'm having a great time. <laughs> yeah, I already can't wait for for SmackDown next this week. I suppose mm-hmm. as well, um, because yeah, it's it. This is the thing. Is it's about you know yes, there are there are still issues within WWE and certain storylines aren't kicking in the way that you would hope so, but the fact that they've got the skill not to just go. Right, Sammy attacks Roman, and Roman says Elimination Chamber, and that's that. This week, Uso's title reign could come to an end. I know, what day is it today? 6th of Feb. I'm going to make a prediction. Remember the 6th of February, I'm going to make a prediction. People aren't going to like this, and I might be made to be an idiot, and I hope I am. I'm going to predict that WrestleMania is going to be, quietly, a minor disappointment, because this card is going to kick your fucking ass and people's expectations are going to be higher than they've been in years. Mm. That's my As of February the 6th, we've only got one graphic. Two now, I guess, with Cody and Roman. We had Rhea and Charlotte. Now we've got Cody and Roman, but obviously that pending the result of this. I have a feeling that all of these angles and matches and pairings are going to coalesce into this spectacular two-night card. It's not going to be, oh, we need that for night two because night one's looking a bit slap mm-hmm. whatever. They're both going to rule, and as a result, a minimum of one of them will simply not live up to the expectations because I think these cards are going to be unreal. Mm. Like, looking at where the chess pieces are. I know I banged on about this beforehand, about the Rumble and Triple H's test and all that, but it just feels like the way that the pieces are starting to slot in, these cards are going to be too great for everyone's wildest expectations. That's not on WWE, nor is it on us as fans. That's my prediction. Mm. At least one of the nights will kind of hugely underwhelm through the fault of nobody other than it being as good as it looks. Especially now we've booked the Uncle Howdy Bray Wyatt Wacky Races match. See, it's already happened, isn't it? <laughs> and whatever they give us will not be as good as what we've put together here. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on SmackDown uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Loads coming your way today. Got the uh, Rampage review of me and Sid a little oh. bit later. Uh, the NXT Vengeance Yay! Day review, and our preview of course ahead of Monday. Now, Ralph, oh. now it's been the SmackDown review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.